Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Last Spin Podcast. My name is Mike, along with me, Dylan Godino, the man. That's me. Yes, that is you, the man behind LastSpin.com. What's up, Pally? I'm doing all right. I'm feeling. Uh, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm on the. I'm on the tail end. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get personal and gross. Rag. Right off. <laughs> right off the bat. I'm on the tail end of a of a of a Crohn's flare up. Oh. Are you familiar with Crohn's at all? Have I told you I have Crohn's? I I I know that you have Crohn's, and okay. that is what is that? Is that shitting a lot? It's basically it could it could manifest itself in in many ways, but it's an autoimmune disease, and so that means it's basically it's always with you, and it's like, AIDS. you know, it could it could crop up for any any number of reasons, right? And uh, it, it's it's this this latest flare up has been even more depressing because i i believe i basically flare up whenever i start working out a great deal oh so you know i had gained a little weight i wanted to lose it ah. i i worked out i lost like 10 pounds in three weeks wow and then like it all went to shit quite literally mm. and uh but now i'm on prednisone and uh, I'm going to get all bloated and shitty looking. <laughs> and uh, but I'm going to feel a lot better. Jesus. It's going to it's going to stop the feeling of uh, walking around as if somebody is punching me in the intestines all day. Oh, that that's <laughs> that's going to subside. Uh, but I've been very lucky. I just in case that we have uh, listeners that have Crohn's or knows people with Crohn's. Uh, I've been very, I've been very lucky. There, there are people that are like hospitalized constantly because of it. It's, it could be a terrible thing. I've been very lucky. I don't want to complain, but at the same time, I want, uh, I want, uh, you know, I want, uh, I don't know. I felt like opening up a little bit. All right, let's get to the funny stuff, huh? <laughs> what about it? What Crohn's, Crohn's, Crohn's can be funny. <laughs> Crohn's can be very funny. The thing, the thing, the colonoscopy is great. The drugs they give you for mm. colonoscopy is, is is excellent. Yeah, but don't you have to like drink some kind of? Yeah, that part liquid? is bad. Oof. The day before is awful, but uh, the day of the colonoscopy is amazing. <laughs> There's a sentence you'd never hear. <laughs> the day of the colonoscopy, amazing. <laughs> we went dancing afterwards. <laughs> So, uh, oh. so I feel I feel better is what I'm is what I'm saying, well, Mike. How are you doing? Well, good, thank you. I'm 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 <laughs> <laughs> relatively speaking, I'm fantastic. I'm a fucking unicorn, man. I'm awesome. Uh, I, yeah. I, I I wanted to mention this. Uh, let's go to the mailbag now that we're getting we're finally getting somewhat consistently comments on uh, iTunes. Sure. I want <laughs> I wanted to read. Uh, a comment by Krager Eleven. Krager, Krager Eleven. Yes. It's the title of it is Mike is good, but Dylan is too easily offended. <laughs> <laughs> so it's two out of five stars, and it says enjoyed Mike and thought he brought a lot to the show. Yeah, but the comedy kept coming to a screeching halt when Dylan would take offense. 
a well-timed gonzo joke the gulag howard stern and kickstarter are all things that offend him period (laughs) well (laughs) well crager I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> I don't know why I find this so funny. First of all, let me let me analyze this. All right. He says enjoyed Mike as if like enjoyed me. Like I, like I was a serving of something. E- either that or like it's all it's like it's not a continuous show. Like Right. It's like a movie. Right. Or or like that we're dead now. Like, I enjoyed my... <laughs> I, whatever. I'm, I'm being nitpicky. Sure. I feel like it should have said, I enjoy Mike. Sure. And thinks... And think... And I think he brings a lot to the show. But it was all in past tense. I think it means he's done with us. But that that's Okay. Fine. Gotcha. But all the comedy came to... Just, I, I, I remember the gulag thing. I, me being offended by the gulag. I don't Do you know what he's talking about? No, I don't remember that. Okay, so that was an episode. By the way, like, kudos to this guy for 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 hitting the deep tracks. He listened like, to he listened to a lot of episodes, not just one. This is an episode. The Gulag thing is an episode where we were talking about uh, the plot of Muppets Two. So it's not even like when Muppets Two came out. This was probably like oh, a Jesus. year before Muppets Two came out. Wow. Okay. All right. So we're going we're going way back. Yeah. So the gulag thing, yes, and I still think it's stupid. I haven't seen Muppets too, by the way. So but yes, the plot had been revealed and Tina Fey was a gulag uh, prison officer. Right. And the gulag prisons it, it were in Russia and they were basically like they were basically they were death camps. S- they were slightly better than the death camps in during the Holocaust. I think you just ran into it a little too much, right? That's what it was. Was that, was that what it was? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I thought it was like a weird a weird thing to throw into a comedy movie. Anyway. Yeah, I saw the movie. Never even crossed my mind once. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know why? Because they probably weren't totally overt about being about it being a gulag. No. Uh, it wasn't like the Spanish Inquisition. You know, it wasn't. Right, right. But, like, the way the plot had come out, that's how they described it. So I was going based on what the description was. A year before Uh, the movie came out. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, that's when the plot plot lines came out. Uh, The Gonzo joke, I don't remember. I'm assuming that it's something to do with the Muppets movie, obviously. Kickstarter thing, obviously, yes. I wrote this big editorial that was on Huffington Post. Right, right, right. Uh, about uh, Witz's face asking for money to make his stupid movie. Zach Braff. Uh, Zach Braff. That I still stand behind. Howard Stern, I don't remember. Don't, I, don't, I don't remember that one. I don't remember ever being offended by Howard Stern, but I, I believe Krager 11 because he's got... Uh, he's got some deep cuts, dude. He did his homework. He did He did his homework. So, so Kudos. I'll take those two stars. I'll put them in my pocket. <laughs> those two stars can be mine. I'll keep those. Well, they are your two stars. Yeah, I mean, oh, they're my two stars. I'm taking them out. He's certainly not giving any of those two stars to me, so I'm, those are all yours, buddy. I'm putting them on my nipples. It's going to be fucking great. <laughs> This is my two stars. Honestly, though, I appreciate it. I appreciate... I love um, it. Anybody who leaves a review. And, and you know, he, he said what he didn't like. And, mm-hmm. and obviously, he listened to it, so good for him. Good with the bad. I like it. I'll take the bad. I'll take him yeah. on. Give me the haters. It's, uh, it's great. I love it. Um, all right. So, holy shit, dude. A lot of stuff's been happening. 
Um, it's been yes. two weeks since we talked. We had a great interview with uh, Nick DiPaolo last week that you just got, so we had to definitely had to throw that one up there. Yeah. Um, I haven't got a chance to watch uh, his new special yet, but uh, I hear amazing things about it. Have you watched it? I have not watched it. I listened to the I listened to the album. I'm sort of partial to to albums. I'll, okay, I'll get around to watching the special. But specials are like, eh. Right. right I know right. what Nick looks like. He's a handsome man. I just sat sure. next to him. I, I know what he looks like <laughs> delivering jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I rather listen to it. But it was good though, right? From what you heard, yeah, it was great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen. I mean, Nick's at the point where you know he's. He's like a Bill Burr or a Louis C.K. or, you know, a Brian Regan. You know, he's not ever from the, from whatever, five years ago, ten years ago onward. He's not going to release anything that's that's shitty. Like, uh, you know, it's it's great. I, I think it's a little bit more personal. Uh, he's got a great uh, a chunk about uh, suicide in there that I really uh, that I that I really like not to not not to sound dark but <laughs> yeah uh, I got some know. ideas from <laughs> yeah some good ideas no he's great I love Nick because and I say this in the interview I love it I love him because you know uh, fundamentally we don't uh, you know I, I I like that he's kind of not liberal leaning he's more of a conservative guy mm-hmm. but he's not like socially he's liberal yeah and i and i like the fact that i uh could listen to a comedian i love and maybe not totally agree with every one of his points of view because it's it sort of it 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 it, it allows me to see the other side mm-hmm. um but not from somebody who i think is like a jerk it's not like you know, Bill O'Reilly might have amazing points, but I will never know it because he's so abrasive and so annoying mm. that he just, he, he kills it for me. It's the old, it's not what he says, it's how he says it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Bill Maher. I, 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 I think I probably uh, uh, agree with most of what he says, but I dislike him. Yeah, like I can't, I can't. I can't fucking stand that guy. I rather listen to DiPaolo, who I right. disagree with sometimes. Right, but um, it's a good interview. And yeah, it's a re- later on, later on we're gonna we're gonna listen to a little clip from it. Well, I was gonna say, do you want to we want to do now? Yeah, we'll throw that in now because what I what you guys talked about, uh, you guys ran the gamut. Really talked about your talked about his album a little bit. You talked about um, uh, different folks in comedy, especially uh, Bill Cosby came up, and you guys yeah. had a, you guys had a really you had a really good conversation about Bill Cosby, and he had a little insight. Uh, into the whole thing himself, um, yeah. Uh, which which was really cool to say, uh, or I'm sorry, really cool to hear because <clears throat> he said something like, "Oh yeah, no, I've, I've been hearing about that since the '80s. I remember when that was." Yeah, he said something along those lines. And and this clip that we got from the interview is actually part of that, right? Yeah, this is uh, it, it's it starts, starts off, off with, with Cosby, but then goes into Chris Rock, right? Yeah, which is great. It's a, yeah. another. A lot of really cool behind-the-scenes stories. So here you go. This is Nick DiPaolo from uh, our interview last week. If you haven't heard it yet, download it now. When I worked for Chris Rock, I was writing at the Chris yeah. Rock show. Yeah. Uh, one one day he took one night he took everybody to see Cosby, and I wouldn't I didn't want to go. I was like really? the only one on the staff. I'm like I I appreciate his I can appreciate you know, but he doesn't really float my butt. Really? DiPaolo, Chris is like you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> 
<laughs> they all come back. He goes, you missed the best fucking show that was. <laughs> have you called Chris up and said, see, I told you. <laughs> you That's know, why I, I didn't want to go, Chris. You know, I haven't. I fucking <laughs> haven't. But I remember him getting right in my face. Being, I mean, he was doing it jokingly. Uh, that was the best job I ever had in show business. Yeah. When? That was... When? That was uh, late was a, 90s. Yeah. Like 98. Uh, I came back from L.A. And I, so like 99, 2000. But it would be like a hot day. Chris would come in and go, hey, let's go to Yankees game. Fucking. Oh, and that was it? That was it. No work that day? And no, no work that day. And, and, and then uh, when Big Mama, uh, Big Mama's House 2 came out, yeah. I guess Chris had seen it on his own. Yeah. And, and he there was some scenes that was so bad. He comes in, he, right in the middle of the afternoon, he goes, we're all going to see Big Mama's House. <laughs> and he wouldn't tell us why. So we all marched over there. We didn't know if he liked it or whatever the fuck. So we sit down and we're watching. About 20 minutes in, there's a scene, I think, with Martin Lawrence is like on the toilet farting and shit. <laughs> And, and Rock goes, okay, we can go now. <laughs> and everybody get up and we just walked out of the scene. That was it? That's all he wanted us to see. That's why I fucking love him. He just goes, we can go now. <laughs> we all just get up 20 minutes into the movie after the dumb fart scene that it, he found so fucking horrendous, which it was. It was I mean, he talk about a good boss. Oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds pretty oh, much Oh, what a fun show. Wanda Sykes was there. Yeah. And, and um, I, I couldn't wait. I had a corner office. Like on the 23rd, 28th floor or whatever. <laughs> right, like, you know, right a couple blocks from the Chrysler building. Right. It was unbelievable. There you go. That's uh, a little bit from the interview that Dylan had with Nick DiPaolo. Download it now. It's uh, on our SoundCloud and iTunes and all that jazz. Uh, what else is going on, dude? A lot. John Stewart, he's gone. He's out. Oh, yeah, he's dude. Leaving. He's leaving. Not sure when. Uh, he said he mentions, you know, possibly his contract's up in September. Yeah. So maybe then, maybe a little later, who knows? Um, and he had, uh, and that's interesting because you put in parentheses, John Oliver re-upped for two more years on HBO. Yes. That actually, that actually just happened. It's, we're recording Tuesday. That just happened today. Really? Okay. Which is great because I fucking love that show. Dude, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they uh, agreed to 35 new episodes in 26, 2016 and 2017 yeah. uh, for HBO. Yeah. When he started that show, I, I, you know, I knew it was going to be good, uh, you know, because, uh, I mean, even, even you know, I, I knew it was going to be good. I had no idea it was going to be so good it has become a cross between the daily show and vice basically yeah it's 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 really good journalism yes slathered with an amazing amount of sense of humor it's, yeah dude the, those opening segments he does those 15 minute like monstrosities yeah his main story whatever his main story is tonight he always prefaces it with yes Oh, dude, those are great. They, I mean, it's like it's like fucking theater. There's movements. Mm-hmm. There's there's. I, I, oh my god, dude! Like it is that show. You know when people were, and we'll talk about this a, uh, a little bit. You know, as soon as John Stewart made the announcement, you know, up came all the lists on all the websites. Like, here's twelve people that could take over for John. Right. Uh, for John Stewart, and you know, people were you know throwing John Oliver around, and obviously that's not going to happen because, <coughs> as you said, H- HBO has him for another two seasons. But like, I, I wouldn't even want him to come back. I mean, the obvious answer, like, who is best suited to take over for John Stewart? The answer is is super boring, but it's John Oliver. Right. John Oliver is the best one 
to do what John Stewart is doing. But he's doing it on his own show, and he's doing such a great job that despite the fact that I love The Daily Show so much and I would love to see John Stewart being uh, succeeded by someone like John Oliver, I would never want John Oliver to go back to The Daily Show at this point. Right. If, if his HBO show was like sort of average, I'd say, yeah, dude, jump ship, go back to The Daily Show, go back to a franchise that you know is going to last. But dude, John Oliver is killing it. That writing yeah. staff is is amazing. Yep. Very good. Very, very good. Um, and it's it's, it's got to be less stress on him because the other thing is too, and, and we're going to play a little bit of, we're going to play John Stewart's uh, announcing that he's leaving. Um, but you'll hear in the clip, you know, he says, he kind of hints at the fact that it's it's just really taxing on him. You know, it's, it's something because yeah. it's a daily thing. He doesn't really get to spend a lot of time with his family, it seems, or enough time, as much time as he wants to, you know. So it seems like uh, something like John Oliver's show where it's once a week can probably be a little less taxing on him. And that's probably why he decided to ultimately jump ship from The Daily Show because HBO gave him the, pretty much the same show with a little bit more, or I'm sorry, a little le- bit less restrictions because of it being on pay cable. Right. And, uh, you know, the flexibility to only have it done, being done once a week so he can, you know, yeah, live I'm a sure semi-normal that, I'm sure that was life. part of his decision, sure. So it's, uh, you know, I don't think he would for all the tea in China right now. And... Who takes over for John Stewart? I don't know. Um, well, let's talk. Let's play the clip and let's talk about okay. who we think could do that. Here you go. This is this is how he announced it. Well, uh, I would imagine as this show is airing, there may be information out there right now that the audience might not be aware of. Uh, so I will uh, just tell you. Uh, Doug Herzog, Michelle Gainless of Comedy Central, gave me an incredible opportunity 17 years ago to pilot this wonderful franchise and uh i uh 17 years is the longest i have ever in my life held a job by 16 years and five months uh thank you the upshot there being uh i am a terrible employee uh but but in my heart i know it, it is time for someone else to have that opportunity and uh, that, I told you they didn't know. You probably know. Uh, not right away. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, we're still working out details. Uh, I'm up in September, might be around then, might be December, might be July. We're, we're still working out details. Uh, I don't have any specific plans. Got a lot of ideas. I got a lot of things in my head. I'm going to have uh, dinner on a school night with my family who I have heard from multiple sources are lovely people. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to be here and, and try and sum up what this place has meant to me over the years, but uh, I couldn't do that. And, and we have plenty of time and I've got myriad people to thank and, and, and we'll get to that over time. I'm not going anywhere tomorrow. Um, but this show doesn't deserve an even slightly restless host, and, and neither do you. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to miss being on television every day. I'm going to miss coming here every day. Uh, and this is where 
I love the people here. They're the best. They're creative and, and collaborative and kind, and, and that's alliterative, but it's cheating because it's a K. But you, 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 you understand what I'm saying. They're, I love them and respect them so much. Uh, we love you, guys. Yeah! Anyway. Uh, uh, what is this fluid? What are these feelings? Ah! Frankenstein angry! It's, it's been an, an, an absolute privilege. It's been the, the, the honor of my professional life. And uh, I thank you for, for watching it, for hate watching it. Whatever reason you were tuning in for, uh, it, you get in this business with the idea that maybe uh, you have a point of view and, and something to express and to receive uh, feedback from that is the greatest feeling you can ask for. Uh, and I thank you. And uh, here it is. Your moment is up. There you go. John Stewart's announcement that he's leaving The Daily Show. So who do you think? Who do you think can take the reins? Man, I mean, <clears throat> before, you know, obviously, like I said, sh- shit, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I think, I think, I think Samantha B. Okay would be an interesting uh selection um i think um logistically speaking jason jones may be in the running because he did uh fill in for john a few times when he was uh sick Mm -hmm. um now interesting that it's interesting the timing on this because like larry will larry wilcox wilmore Wilmore, Larry Wilcox, sorry. Larry Wilmore, his show just started. Correct. Right? Yeah. So this must have been a surprise to everybody. Cuz why would why would why would Larry Wilmore leave if a month later John's just going to say, "Okay, I'm hanging it up." Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't yeah, it's a it's a good question. I don't know how much of a surprise it is. He did move to New Jersey. He moved back to Jersey, his home state. John Stewart did. Uh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, he. I mean, I remember my friend. Uh, my friend Jamie told me he works at a, uh, at like one of these like cool like kind of like mom and pop fancy markets down in uh, uh, South Jersey, mm-hmm. and John Stewart came in to pick up Thanksgiving turkey. Nice. And <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I I I think at that point he was like transitioning. Yeah. Um, to to you know back to New Jersey. So, you know, I, I don't know that it was a. I mean, everybody knew that he was doing that. I mean, and that's a pretty long commute. That's not like where you and I live. Right. Like, yeah. No. You know, close to the city. Um. So. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I heard a name being thrown around a little bit, but then got nixed by the person pretty quickly, and that was Joel McHale. I heard. Oh, interesting. Was a yeah. uh, was a, a possibility, and I think he himself nixed that pretty fast, nipped that in the butt, or said or said something along the lines of, "I I don't think I deserve to fill those shoes," or something like that. I think he said something very humble. Yeah, I mean, and it's not that he doesn't deserve it; he's just not right for it. Right. I mean, if we wanted the Daily Show to go back to the Craig Kilborn days, I mean, Joel McHale is just a higher quality contemporary Craig Kilborn. Wow. wow. I mean, don't you think? <laughs> no. <I> lo- no. 
Not at all. <laughs> Not I at like all. Joel McHale. <laughs> Craig Kilborn doesn't have a fucking empathetic bone in his body. <laughs> at least Joel McHale is like a nice person. <laughs> Craig Kilborn is a dick. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you talking real life? Joel, Joel McHale is, I mean, that's the part he plays on, on a, whatever, Talk Soup. Yeah, but he's but he's, or the soup. But he's not really that person. He's just he's not. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is Craig Kilborn a total jerk yes. in real life? <laughs> All right, I didn't know that. That person that you see is on TV is exactly who he is. He's a fucking uh, asshole. All right, I I didn't know. I'm <laughs> I'm talking about their television persona because that's <laughs> that's who I know. Okay, they're both. In other words, to me, Craig Kilborn and Joel McHale play the the snarky. Maybe, you know, kinda, com- commentary. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But that's but that's also. But anyway, Joe McHale does. I, I, does. I, I'd imagine doesn't know shit about politics. Prob- that's probably more than and, that, and, that, and that's what you 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 need to know. So we have to th- you have to think of who is a person that knows enough about politics and has proven to the world they know enough about politics and and society and and everything else. I got one. Eddie, yes. Eddie Izzard. Wow. Eddie Izzard would be a fucking huge Shit. pick. Yeah. He he would never do it, though. Now? No, dude. That dude is... Um, no. He would never do it. Okay. He's, because... He's too much of a... Of a he's, he's too free. He's a free guy. Correct. He's all over the place, right? Correct. He's touring. He's doing movies. He he's he still wants to run for office. Oh right, right in the right. in the UK. I'll be shocked. I totally agree with you. He is perfect. He would be fucking perfect no. for the Daily Show. He would never do it. I don't think he would. I don't think he would either. He's too all over. He's too much of a Renaissance guy. Yeah. He's he needs to be like. You need somebody yeah. who's that that kind of know how, but also needs to stay in one place. Um, yeah, you know, you know who could have done it. Unfortunately, he's dead. Is uh, Geraldo? Yes, Greg Geraldo. Yeah, Greg thanks Geraldo. for making me super sad all of a sudden. <laughs> Sorry, Geraldo. Greg Geraldo could pull Greg it up. Geraldo definitely could have done it. Yep. Yes, yes, he could have. He would have been amazing at it, and he yeah. would have, and he would have done it. You know, he was based in New York. Hey. Um, what, yeah. What about, anyway, yeah, let's not dwell on Greg Draldo, who's dead. What about Colin? Getting back at Comedy Central, hosting a show? Shit, why did I not think of that? Has he been on any... I've been ignoring all of these ridiculous lists of... Uh, I don't know. Here's, here's I haven't people. seen it. I don't know. So, honestly, listeners, don't get all mad. If he's been on every single list you've seen, don't yell at me. I haven't looked at any of the lists. Yeah, I haven't But either. Colin Quinn... Would be absolutely perfect. Uh, let's 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 look up. Let's have let's have some fun. Who should except except yes? I I will say this. You and I, comedy nerds, love Colin. Yes, he has a hard time being accepted by the mainstream because of his sort of what do you, his delivery. Okay, his delivery. You know, he's got that kind of like stumbling delivery. However, I know that that's like. That that's him like an affectation, I think. Yeah. Because you watch his uh, his one man shows. Mm-hmm. He's pristine. He Absolutely. is perfect. He is. There's, I mean, he doesn't need to do that. So, I I, I think he'd be. I think he'd be great. 
Oh, that would... Does he show up on any of the lists? I'm looking at... Variety has a list here, or an article. The pictures in the article have uh, Samantha Bee and Jason Jones. Mm-hmm. It also has a picture of Amy Schumer. So I don't know if they're... Which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah. Like, they're just picking people like, here's a... You know, th- this this goes back to and I'm reading a lot into it this goes back to like well we better make sure there's there's females on this list because if not we're gonna get yelled at Amy Schumer yeah the Daily Show was like the fucking worst vehicle for her right she's not political right yes she she's doing she she's Comedy Central's golden child at this point but that doesn't mean you just throw her on anything right Amy Poehler uh, Sarah Silverman Olivia Munn. Yeah, they're obviously, Variety is obviously going the politically correct route here. Yeah. I mean, Olivia Munn, why? Because she spent six minutes on The Daily Show? Yeah. She doesn't know shit about politics. She's totally annoying. Uh, No, no, not Olivia Munn. And the other two that were mentioned is, as I said, Joel McHale and Ricky Gervais. All right. That's, That's an interesting one. Uh, who was the other? Amy Poehler? Yeah. See, that's, I mean, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, she'd be great. Uh, again, I don't, her, her and Tina Fey, same, same thing, uh, same thing. Uh, they, 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 they have too much going on. Yeah. Like, they're producing things, they're starring in things. I would uh, say, Rick, and I would say Ricky Gervais, same thing, put them, in, put him in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, but maybe, I don't know, maybe we're doing, you, you know, John, you have to understand, like, John was so good at this because this was his life. Mm-hmm. Sure, he toured, um, you know, he, 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 but he wasn't touring like Eddie tours, you know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't involved in projects like Ricky Gervais is involved in. I mean, he stars and produces a Netflix show. He's working on another show about... Uh, you know, uh, his the offices his office's characters, uh, fake uh, rock band. Mm-hmm. He's he's still he's he's got a million things going on, and that's who he is. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna stop that. Um, and I feel the same way about Amy Poehler. Though I don't know, maybe maybe you know settling in New York is would be attractive to her yeah. you know making like a steady income and still being able to she she'll still be able to like produce things here and there but i don't know about you know starring in anything yeah i don't know i don't know and john stewart really was i mean this past summer he did rosewater mm. but that was it yeah, he's he's really set that, the bar was, really he, high. That's that's the thing. He set the bar really high as far as what the job entails, uh, in, yeah. in order for it to be successful. So who knows? I don't know if they're gonna. Maybe they maybe they won't decide on one person. Maybe it'll have to be a couple. You know, maybe maybe it's people have to kind of share the load a little bit because yeah, exactly what you said. You know, some. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if a lot of people out there a recognizable name will be able to make the commitment that right John has obviously made. So. All right, more to come, though. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, another big thing that happened this weekend, though, and something that we uh, talked about a couple, a few weeks back, uh, Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary celebration special on NBC this past Sunday. 
uh, right before President's Day, and it was three and a half hours, which I didn't realize going into it. I thought it was like an hour and a half, like a normal show. Oh, really? Yeah, and then <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, this is three and a half hours, which is great because I, I didn't, personally, I didn't want it to end. I know a lot of people, you know, had, uh, you know, got a little tired of it and, and, and whatever, um, only like certain parts of it. I, I fucking love the whole thing, dude. I loved it. I'm... I've been such a huge SNL fan for a long time. Um, I've dropped off. No, I've, I've uh, admittedly dropped off the past year or so, just because things have been busy. But whatever, Hulu's Hulu can catch me up now, which is great. Yeah. Um, tell but, tell uh, me what were your what were the what were the highlights? What were the highlights to you? I want to see if mine okay. sort of line up with yours. Okay, highlights for me were. The Celebrity Jeopardy with uh, <laughs> I I loved I loved it for a few I've loved it for a couple of reasons. Okay, I loved it because of the new, uh, <laughs> um, what is it? The, what did he say? Latits now. The new, <laughs> the new, the new combinations of words fucking made me laugh so hard. Latits now made me laugh really hard, um, and. And McKinnon's impression of Bieber is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's such it's so amazing. I, I just love that. And uh, and of course, uh, uh, Norm Macdonald as huge seventies Burt Reynolds is fucking phenomenal. Uh, Good old Turd Ferguson. Yeah, uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, I was actually watching a show uh, on VH1. They were doing a like. Uh, a bunch of remember the SNL like a recap of the SNLs from the 80s and, and from the 90s and like yeah. these hour shows kind of like I love the 80s but just for SNL type, type of thing you know right Norm Macdonald said that Burt Reynolds once met him at a party or hosted or something and he goes hey ne- next time I'm in New York uh, I want to come on the show when you're doing Celebrity Jeopardy as me uh, and then uh, you know, kick the shit out of you, or or just or lambaste you, you know, punch you in the nose, and then take over, and then be worse than you were, like at, <laughs> at answering things. <laughs> and Norm was like, "Let's do it," but then that, that's a great idea. Norm was like, "Let's do it," but then he got fired, <laughs> so <laughs> couldn't do that. Um, but yeah, that I, was that was really good. I fucking, I really like that too. Let me ask you a question though yeah. about about that bit. The only thing I didn't like was what I thought was like a sh- the shoehorning of uh, Taron Killam's Christoph Waltz. Is he? Yeah, that was is, weird. Is Christoph Waltz like more part of like the current Pop zeit- zeitgeist <laughs> that than I realize? No, I don't think like, so. Like who so. need who needed Christoph Waltz? I don't there? think so. I don't think Fuck so. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I don't know what that it's was about. To-, to me, it totally, for for a moment, it totally killed the flow and the the pure joy of everything else that was going on Yeah, in that sketch. Yeah. But anyway, okay, yeah. what else did you really like? Bill, anything Bill Hader was in made me fucking laugh really hard. Okay. Uh, the I, I loved the Californians. I thought that was fucking hysterical. I even laughed at fucking Fred Armisen in that that dumb sketch which I don't laugh at Fred Armisen ever uh, <laughs> I loved Lovitz in the fucking death montage yeah. I thought that was yeah. fucking hysterical that was the funniest thing all night perfect way to end something yeah. like super somber 
Fuck, what else? Oh, Bill Murray was just... The Jaws love theme was fucking amazing. Uh, uh, th- that was that was at the top of my list. Yeah. That Bill was, Murray that doing amazing. Nick Ocean singing the Jaws love... Like, oh. I could have watched him do, like, 12 more verses of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, fucking... Uh, Martin Short had a great line about how he only hosted the show once the same right. number of times as Robert Blake. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It was a great fucking line. He, he was also on my list along with Maya Rudolph. I thought, Maya Rudolph was great. Dude, them, uh, uh, Martin Short and Maya Rudolph together yeah. were... Perfect. I don't know who would have thought. I don't know why they were put together. Yeah. When they came out together, I'm like, that is that's weird. Perfect. They were they were amazing together. Yep. Yeah. Really, really good. They were excellent, and Maya Rudolph was just excellent. Yep. Maya Rudolph was great. I love Steve Martin calling Louis C.K. Louis K. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that one. Um. <laughs> fucking great. Uh. Shit. Um. I thought a couple of things were kind of odd. I thought, yeah. uh, I thought the 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 tr- the quote tribute to Tracy Morgan was weird. Yeah. Um, that made me believe. That made me th- be- uh, have to think that he's in a little bit more bad shape than they're than they're letting on in the mainstream press. Uh huh. Just because of it was like it was weird. It was like why is that happening? I don't know. That's just that's just me. Um, yeah. That, that that was that was kind of odd, and uh, and the whole Eddie Murphy thing was weird too, just because like they were hyping it up so much like weeks before I think this we we talked about a couple of weeks ago about how Eddie yeah. Murphy's returning to Saturday Night Live yeah. for the first time in thirty it years was and it's a big deal and blah blah blah, and he basically came out and said hey thanks appreciate it thanks for coming see you you know like it yeah was, I mean Chris Rock's intro was really the highlight of Eddie Murphy's appearance right and it was and even then was that was a little nah, that was a little whatever you know it, it was a little too long almost right where he was like come on I want to fucking see what he's got to say what he's got to do you know I would have loved to have seen him in a sketch just something in a sketch I thought I, I almost thought that during that musical sketch thing where they kept doing the uh different right. music scenes and steve With, martin came yeah. out as king tut and all that yep. shit i i I, w- I was hoping and praying that he was going to come out as james brown for the fucking oh, yeah. oh i was thing. gonna i was gonna say buckwheat oh yeah no if he came out as james brown and you know too hot and hot tub that would have <laughs> that would have been fucking amazing but uh, i don't know i have to think that there's something in him that doesn't want to do that like as yeah. much as he says like he, it's great to be here, and I and I feel so much appreciation towards SNL. Yeah, I mean, why would he not do one of those characters? I know. I'm sure they asked him. Mm-hmm. Either they asked him, or like he said going in, I'm more than happy to come and you know say a few words, but I really don't want to you know do a sketch. Yeah. I'd uh, much rather write really horrible music and make videos out of them. <laughs> a couple of other things. I, I, I live tweeted the whole thing, which... Oh, you did? Yeah. So it's so the fucking queerest thing to ever say. <laughs> Terrible sense. I live tweeted the whole thing. It was great. I mean, you know, I don't think it's queer. We, one of my writers, Emma Richardson, live tweeted Yes, it. I was watching. I was looking at her tweets as I was going to. Um, I loved Christopher Walken introducing Cagney West. <laughs> 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 Isn't it a con- that fucking douchebag Kanye? Why the hell was he even there? 
it, that, oh, like God. him you know why? being there. People still want to watch him. Fuck him. Him being there and uh, and Miley Cyrus. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, she sound. She's actually sounded pretty good. I, okay. That's a terrible. That's a first of all. That's a terrible compliment. <laughs> you know. And and second of all, she sounds like fucking. You know, Kathleen Turner making out with Tom Waits. It's fucking her voice is terrible. What? I hate her fucking voice. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> she had nothing. You know, Paul Simon was there. Paul McCartney was there. For fuck's sake! Like, I didn't need them. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, uh, and, oh, and the weekend update thing with uh, Tina Fey oh, and Amy yeah, Poehler that was, was pretty good. Was great. Uh, I love that with Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Jane Curtin. Which was fucking awesome. Yeah, Jane, Jane Curtin had a had a couple of great uh, lines um, about uh, something about blondes usually only work at Fox News or something. Oh God, that was great. Yeah, really, really good line. Um, yeah, that I, was. Solid. I just totally fucked it up, but uh, yeah, whatever. It was about uh, the cleavage. Yes, yes, yes. Like back in the day, I was the only you know pretty blonde delivering delivering fake news. Yeah. But now there's an entire channel dedicated to it. Yes, and it, there you go. That's it turned it, it tosses to the the Fox News network, and uh, then she said something about it, and I, and I accomplished it while exposing less cleavage yes, than they do. Yes, yeah, uh, something like that. And then what's her face came on as uh, Gilda Radner doing uh, uh, Rosanna Dana Dana or whatever that Emma Stone. Yes, yes, Emma Stone. What did I say? No, no, you're right. Oh, did I say Emma Stone? Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, before the, <laughs> before the show, uh, before the show, there were two very uncomfortable Brian Williams references to to uh, Matt Lauer on the red carpet, which was hilarious. Uh, oh, one, I didn't see that. One was by Jim Carrey, and the other one was by Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, they both made very uncomfortable Brian Williams references to the NBC staff, which was awesome. What did they say? Uh, Jim Carrey said something like, uh, just, "Jim Carrey says like." I gotta ask you a question, Matt. Where are you hiding Brian Williams? <laughs> really, where is he? Where is he hiding? And then uh, Rudy Giuliani said something like, he just like made a comment like, oh, you know, I gotta watch what I say. I'm not gonna Brian Williams this or something. Yeah, something right. along those lines. Um, let's see. Uh, some of the other things that I pointed out. Um, Oh, fucking Ackroyd redoing the Bassomatic thing. Say what you want about yeah. the guy, because he's, he, he's absolutely nuts. But the dude can knock out a fucking fast-paced monologue. <laughs> he can just get, run he's great, through it. Man. He's he's awesome. He's a pro. Uh, oh, one other thing about the Celebrity Jeopardy. Alec Baldwin's Tony Bennett impression was fucking amazing. Yes, I love that as well. Every time I want to hate Alec Baldwin, he just fucking <laughs> does something that's I'm like, okay, that kid's that kid's hilarious. That fucking kid. Yeah, I mean Alec Baldwin <clears throat> is uh, you know probably a terrible like friend. Yeah, but uh, you know he's he's a talented guy. He's super talented. He's just kind of a jerk. Yeah, yeah. So I I love I love the whole thing. Um, I, you know, I, like I said, I watched it pretty much from beginning to end. Um, unfortunately, though, and from what I saw, pictures online, the real show was the fucking after parties with everybody yeah. getting together and getting on stage. You had, like, Prince and Jimmy yep. Fallon and fucking uh, Jim Belushi and, <laughs> you know... Um, Taylor Swift and like all these yep. people on stage jam- jamming uh, Paul McCartney uh, singing I saw her standing there and shit like 
God, what did you just just turn a camera on that? I would love to fucking see that party, you know? Yep. But uh, yeah, just a, such a cool thing, a cool thing to experience. I, I asked this online. I didn't really get a lot of uh, a lot of people answering, but I want to ask you: Do you know? Can you think of your first, the first episode of Saturday Night Live that you watched? Can you think who hosted? Do you, do you remember? Oh Jesus, no! Because there's no way I could. Because I actually no. actually looked up mine. I remembered mine. <clears throat> really? Yeah, I remember. Who was it? Danny DeVito was hosting. Okay. And it was, uh, where is it? Where is it? What was he promoting? Taxi? No, it was probably like fucking kindergarten cop or, no, was he in Twins? I think he was in Twins. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Taxi, that would make you like my parents' age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why I said that. Uh... Fuck, where is it? Okay, there you go. December 5th, 1987. That was uh, Danny DeVito hosted. That was the first first one I ever watched. Nice. Yeah. So that's... Uh I'm I'm interested. If if you guys want if you guys want to uh, give us your shout out of your first the first Saturday Night Live episode you ever you ever watched, if you remember that, I think that's a cool thing to to celebrate for their their 40th anniversary. Um, but just a cool show. Uh, if you missed it, it's on Hulu. Um, right. You can you can watch the whole thing, which is great. And uh, I'm sure you know other people will throw out their their top moments and stuff. Uh, you'll see all that shit, all that. You know, all those articles and stuff, but whatever. All right. Uh, I'm about done. You done? Yeah, let's get out of here. I all wanted right. to uh, I wanted to play this Dan Cummins track. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. So Dan Cummins, one of my favorite comedians. Uh, he is hilarious. He has an EP coming out uh, on February 20... Oh, God, my word. Okay, February 24th. Dan Cummins has a new EP coming out. It's called Chinese Affection. Mm. And uh, it is funny. I just listened to it tonight. And I wanted to play a track. Oh, and I also wanted to mention Eddie Pepitone has a new album called In Ruins. That's out as we speak. So go get that as well. Uh, But before we leave, I wanted to uh, do this Dan Cummins track. This is the title track called Chinese Affection. We'll see you guys next week on the Last Pin Podcast. Bye. I know I make fun of everybody else. It's not like I have any answers. <laughs> right? At the end of the day, I just want to be happy. And like everybody else, by happy, I mean wealthy. <laughs> Isn't that what we all just want, just to be wealthy? I want to be wealthy. I just don't know how to get there. That's the one catch. It's just getting the money. My main financial fantasy right now is I'm pretty hopeful that in the next two to three years, I'll be able to find a bag of money and not share it. <laughs> right, you too? <laughs> Great, I got some goddamn competition for my fucking money back. <laughs> Me and this guy scouring parking lots, fighting for the same dream. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to get the money. I know what I want to do if I have it, though. There's so many fun things I've thought about. Like, if I had just unlimited income, I'd want to do something that no one else has ever done. I want to create practical jokes on a scale never before seen. Like, forget about joking with a few people, right? I want to joke with our entire culture. Just, just mindfuck society in general. And here's how I want to do it. I want to produce commercials for companies that don't exist with products that make no sense whatsoever and I want to air those commercials on television for several years 
and never explain why. People need to know why things are happening. That, that would break you down mentally. <laughs> just like the same commercial over and over again, just like a, like a woodland setting, home, home camera footage. Zooms in past, you know, some birds chirping and small animals scurrying about. Get to the edge of a pond where a Chinese father ruffles his Chinese son's hair affectionately. Maybe like this. Maybe like that. Maybe like that. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Chinese people, you guys. I'm not an anthropologist. I feel like right now, about half the people in here think I'm being racist. And the other half know what anthropologist means. I just want it to be accurate. I want a Chinese father to show his Chinese son some goddamn Chinese affection. And then behind them, I want you to see a spaceship come into view, beam down a Tyrannosaurus Rex, come through the water, destroy both of them. Camera falls over, screams. We cut to a studio, right, where a scientist walks into frame and just says, as you've probably heard by now, alien dinosaurs have taken over most of Asia. I think it's high time you get yourself a laser rocket. Laser rocket! End commercial. No website, no price, that's all you ever know. That would haunt you at night, that commercial. First couple of times you see it, you just laugh it off. When you're seeing it two years later during the Super Bowl halftime show, and it's the only commercial that they show. If you're alone, you think you've lost your mind. You put the letter L into your Google search bar and it just auto-fills with laser rocket, why, how much, what's happening in Asia? I feel like now probably everybody in here has a pretty good understanding of why I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> and the time that it took to think of a strange laser rocket commercial scenario, I could have learned a thing or two about finance and I chose not to. 